Before we get started, I want to try something with you all. My goal is to get Founders Journal to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of this week. Last time I checked, we were at 440. That means we have 60 to go. With the size and engagement of this community, I know it is possible. But if you are listening to this right now, don't assume other people are going to do it. Go and do it yourself now or after the show. The reason I'm asking you to do this is because the number one way for people to discover podcasts that they haven't listened to before is by the velocity of reviews. So by going from 440 to 500, we are going to get thousands of new people to know about Founders Journal and be a part of this community. And to add a little cherry on top, if we get there by the end of this week, I'm going to host a Zoom happy hour for all of my listeners. So it'll be a great space for you to meet other Founders Journal listeners, as well as for you to meet me and ask any questions you have about the show, Morning Brew, entrepreneurship, et cetera. So now or after the show, head to the Apple Podcast app and give Founders Journal a review. Now onto the show. What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Today, I'm talking about how fighting for every single customer, no matter how big your company is, is the only option for building a successful business. Let's hop into it. So if you're in the world of startups, you've probably heard the, the old adage of do things that don't scale. For those of you that haven't heard it before, just to give you a little bit of a history lesson. So this advice originated with Paul Graham, who is the founder of Y Combinator. And he talked about how in the early days of Y Combinator, YC would advise their founders to do things that don't scale. Just for context, Y Combinator is a startup accelerator. It started several years ago. It's considered the most successful startup accelerator of all time. Massive companies have come out of YC like Airbnb and Stripe. But said differently, this advice that Paul Graham wrote about in his essays that they espoused at Y Combinator to their startups, it's all about doing things manually and willing your company into existence. It's, it's literally just about grinding to get your customers, specifically their advice, was aimed at companies in their very early days before they proved product market fit. The reason so much emphasis is put on scalable things is to get founders thinking less about their business as A to Z and more about thinking about their business as A to B. Most founders believe that startups experience exponential growth or they don't succeed. And the problem with this mindset, this very binary mindset, this mindset of success or failure, exponential or death, is first, you either are going to not be patient enough for your solid growth in your company, not exponential, but not exponential, but linear growth to compound on itself over time that ultimately would become exponential because when something compounds on itself, ultimately it does become exponential. Or what will happen is you'll take a passive role in having your business find product market fit if you're of the mindset that either your product is going to catch on or it's not, and it's not going to be you that drives it. Businesses are not that binary, and small repeated actions to recruit your early customers will compound on themselves into something that is very significant. 
So just remember this. Some of you may have heard this as it relates to money and compound interest, but the same thing goes for customers. If you start with 10 customers on day one of your company and you grow your customer base by 10% each week, just for context, 10% of 10 customers week one is one person. So that means week two, you have 11 people. After one year of growing your customer base by 10% per week, your customer base will be at 1,420 customers after starting at 10 customers. After two years of growing your customer base by 10% each week, your customer base will be at 202,000 customers. Doing things that don't scale for a long enough period of time actually becomes highly scalable. Here's another way to think about it. What if I asked you, what are the marketing strategies that do scale? What would you say? What I would say is, one very scalable marketing strategy is paid marketing on social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, et cetera. And that's why Facebook is a $900 billion company because 2.85 billion people are active on Facebook monthly. You're able to get your product in front of qualified eyeballs without the marketing channel burning out for a long time when you're dealing with that many people. But beyond that, what else is there? You have SEO, through Google, so search engine optimization, where you create content that Google scours on your website and puts into its search results. That is definitely a scalable strategy. A lot of companies focus on that for growth, but it does take a long time to pay off. Another one you could argue is customer referral program or affiliate program, where if you turn your customers into evangelists, that can compound growth because every new customer you get could potentially become someone who refers your product to someone else. But the question becomes, how do you get customers in the first place that you can then encourage to refer others, right? So if we're just saying that referral programs or affiliate strategies are scalable, how do you get the initial people to become your referrers or your affiliate marketers? All of this is to say that I think most marketing strategies are unscalable. And if you plan to do anything but deploy a combination of unscalable marketing strategies in the early days of your business, and honestly, in the later days of your business too, you're not going to have a growing business for very long. Yes, you should focus on things like paid marketing on social platforms. Yes, you should consider things like SEO, but that cannot be the only way that you grow your business. I can tell you from seeing it, companies get addicted to spending money on paid marketing on platforms or get addicted to just SEO, then they find their growth slowing and they have no other ways to grow because they haven't thought about it proactively. The way you think about it proactively is have a patchwork of both scalable and unscalable strategies. So here's what it looked like at Morning Brew. And this all is unscalable strategies that led into a more scalable strategy that we use today. Step one of Morning Brew was starting Morning Brew. And that first newsletter wasn't called Morning Brew. It was called Market Corner. It was a PDF that I would put out every single day. It started with 45 people, my family, the people I lived with on Michigan's campus, and some people in the business school. Market Corner was a PDF that I attached to an email. There was no website at all. People could not sign up if they wanted to. It was a fine product, not a great product. The initial way that I grew Market Corner was literally asking the 45 people that I had signed up initially for this product to tell me who are people in their network who would want to read Market Corner as well. And then once those people joined, I asked them the same question. I was basically just acting as a referral mechanism 
right? Like there's, there's tech referral products. I was just acting as that tech product in the early days because there was no website to even build something like that on top of. And so that was basically how it worked in the early days. There was a ton of friction to sign up for the product, but I basically forced my way in front of my customers and said, who are people like you that would love more digestible and conversational business news? Those people sent me lists of email addresses of people who agreed to sign up. And also I started getting texts and emails from other people that just said, hey, I heard about your daily business roundup. Can uh, you add me to your listserv? And I would literally be manually typing in email addresses to a listserv that was market corner at umich.edu. Then the second iteration came when I brought on Austin Reef as my co-founder and we actually created a website and we created an email newsletter that was an email newsletter form, not a PDF. And that's when Austin and I were like, okay, how do we grow this within our small network of college students? And we said, we need to get in front of the warmest possible audience who's actually going to care about this product. That's when we started pitching in all business-related classes and business-related clubs. Austin and I literally spent two hours a day for months going to econ classes, stats classes, finance classes, real estate classes, you know, going to poli-sci classes, going to all the clubs that covered these things also. We'd go make two-minute pitches in uh, these classes and clubs. We'd explain to people that there's no risk because if you sign up and you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe. We passed around sheets of paper. We asked people to write down their email addresses. Fun fact, that was the highest converting way to make announcements. Asking people to take out their computers, go to our website and type in their email addresses was way lower converting because there were more steps added. And that's what Austin and I did. So we willed Morning Brew into existence on Michigan's campus for about two or three months. We got to probably 4,000 people. And then Austin and I, in the same way that going from step one with Market Corner to step two with Austin and I pitching on campus, in that same kind of like linear approach, we just said, okay, now what? Now that we feel like we've saturated Michigan's campus, what comes next? And we said to ourselves, well, hey, look, if Michigan students enjoy this, our assumption is that other business students are going to enjoy this as well. We know that there's a ton of connectivity in the Big Ten Conference, which is the conference that Michigan is in. So other schools in this conference include Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State, Rutgers, Ohio State, Michigan State. And so we said, if we can go find the Austin and Alex of these campuses, people who kind of are the hubs or people who have influence on their campus who can get in front of classes and clubs, we can extend this approach. We can scale it a little bit more. We can take an unscalable strategy and, you know, basically pull out the the long tail and have it scale a little bit further. And so that's what we did. We established an ambassador program where we attracted the Austins and Alex's of other schools, starting with the Big Ten, to go and pitch Morning Brew on their campus. We made this a little bit more scalable by trying to create as much of a process as possible for these students. So we created templated signup sheets. We created a training video that taught you how to pitch the brew. We created flyers. And so that ambassador program was our largest growth strategy at Morning Brew, probably for the first two and a half years of the business. It's what allowed us to grow, call it by five to 10,000 new subscribers a semester. And all we did was took an unscalable strategy scaled it a little bit further, still not fully scalable like a Facebook or a social platform, but it was good enough. And that got to step four. Step four was, okay, we figured out how to go from Alex convincing people to 
refer others in their network to Austin and Alex pitching at Michigan to Austin and Alex finding other Austin and Alex's at other schools to then saying, hey, we have this college thing on lockdown, but Morning Brew isn't just for college students. There are people who are in their mid-20s, mid-30s, who love the the brew as their digestible roundup of business news, who probably are passionate about it as well and have people in their network who also want to know about it. That's when we established our referral program. So that's when we said, how do we build a program for any Morning Brew reader, not just the people that we pick out, not just the people in college who can refer Morning Brew as well and be compensated in some fashion for it. And so that was what introduced our referral program. What I would argue is the most scalable of our unpaid organic marketing strategies. We originally built our referral program by copying the approach that Harry's Razors had when they launched. Since then, we've had our tech team build out a custom referral program in-house. And basically all it says is, if you sign up for Morning Brew, every day in your newsletter, you're going to get a referral link. And that referral link, if you share it with your family, your friends, your coworkers, people you know, and they sign up through your link, you're going to earn rewards. And those rewards are going to be things that allow you to show you have status in the Morning Brew community. So those are things like t-shirts, crewnecks, mugs, access to a Facebook group. You get to listen in on Founders Journal episodes exclusively on a monthly basis. And so the referral program has continued to be a top growth strategy at Morning Brew since day one. We have 3 million subscribers today and over 300,000 people have gotten at least one referral. And every step of the way, as we went through these different processes to try and extend the value of this marketing approach, of this referral-based marketing approach, we asked ourselves two questions. We said, how can we make Morning Brew perfect for our audience, which at the time was the college business student? How do we make this content perfect so we don't have a leaky bucket? What I mean by leaky bucket is when people come to read our newsletter, how do we keep them coming back to read our newsletter? How do we make this a habit for them? Because if we have people who like it, but don't love it and end up leaving and unsubscribing, our referral program is going to be worthless. The second question we always asked was, how can we get more college business students to read Morning Brew? if we believe the product is in a great place and people are going to love it. And by asking ourselves these questions constantly, it ensured that we served a larger and larger audience with what it wanted. But I want to be clear, you cannot kid yourself in thinking that Morning Brew went from zero to three million overnight. Our business looked really small until it wasn't. By manually attracting subscribers for the first three years of the company from 2015 to 2018, we created surface area for tens of thousands of our subscribers and evangelists to tell other subscribers. And we also created surface area to convince now brands to pay us to get in front of our audience, which then also opened up a new scalable marketing strategy in paid advertising through Facebook and other social platforms that wasn't available to us in the early days where we didn't have the money to spend on it. Doing things that don't scale is the predominant way of growing business, not just in its infancy, but also in its later years as well. There are very few truly scalable marketing channels, and even those stop scaling at some point. So no matter the size of your business, you should be prepared to roll up your sleeves and fight for every customer. And if you don't, your next customer might be your last. As always, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal. If you ever have questions about the show, if you ever have ideas for episodes that you want me to talk about, or you just want to introduce yourself, shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode.
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.